Hello and good day. This is the Bible Bard. My bard is a storyteller who recites traditional texts associated with a particular oral tradition, and I'm here to recite and to amplify what the literature of the Bible says about who is God and who are human beings. Here's the place we are at today. This is the second of a two-part podcast talking about God's emotions. We have seen some of God's central attributes, which include the fact that God is not human. He is a spirit. He is God alone. He knows everything. He is everywhere at the same time, and he is all-powerful. If these attributes were all the Bible taught about God, the God so described would be a strange and abstract character. The above six qualities separate God from humanity, making him too difficult for us to relate to. We could not know someone who can be everywhere at the same time, whose power is unlimited. We couldn't know someone that different from us. But God's core attributes are not all the Bible teaches about God. In a previous lesson, we looked at what the Bible says about God's emotions of jealousy, an emotion which in our day is considered negative, and some other feelings he has, God's positive feelings, his kindness, compassion, and love. So here are those sample texts. In Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 24, the text states, quote, I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth, for in these I delight, unquote. In Hosea chapter 11, verse 8, the text says, quote, my heart, that's God's heart, is changed within me. All my compassion is aroused, for I am God and not man, the Holy One among you, unquote. In Isaiah 49, verse 15, the text reads, quote, Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you, unquote. And in the New Testament, in 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 10, talking about love, the text asserts the following, quote, For love comes from God. God is love. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us, unquote. These three feelings, kindness, compassion, and love, are feelings that all human beings experience, except perhaps sociopaths. So you and I know how it feels to be kind to someone, even someone we don't know. At the very least, when we see a lost puppy in a humane society cage, we feel compassion. When we look in the face of a person that we are sharing our life with, a parent, a child, a spouse, we feel love. The Bible teaches that God also feels these emotions. What's more, however imperfectly we feel them, God's feeling of them is complete, intense, and perfect. Here's what's really interesting. The God described with these abstract qualities that so separate him from humanity, like omnipotence, is also described as one who is subject to intense human-like emotion. These feelings we can relate to. When we hear how God feels, when he feels kindness, compassion, and love, we recognize that we feel the same thing in ourselves. Of course, the Bible is filled with stories 
where situations are described that show us God feeling these emotions. The Bible Bard will discuss some of these in a future podcast. How is it that we can read a book, some story in great literature, and shed a tear or get a lump in the throat at some moving part of the story? We feel these feelings even when we are not ourselves part of the story. Even at a movie like Now is Good, Dear John, The Fault in Our Stars, The Notebook, among many other uh, romantic kinds of movies, when the human moment arrives, the audience tears up. We can be sitting in a chair reading a book and we feel what the character on the page in the story is supposed to be feeling. This is a wonderful human capacity called empathy. The literature of the Bible also calls for empathy, and it must do so successfully because the Bible is the best read book of all time. When we read this book, we feel empathy, not only for the good people in the story, but also for God and even for the story villains. Someone self-righteous might be appalled that I'm suggesting Readers can feel sympathy or empathy for the Bible's villains, but often in those characters we see the same impulses which sometimes in story motivate villains, also in life motivate ourselves. Yet in our European and American post-Christian culture, acquaintance with the literature of the Bible has disappeared. That's why the public service of the Bible Bard exists, to reacquaint those whom culture has triggered not to think about or read the Bible, reacquaint them with this storehouse of wisdom, knowledge, revelation, and story and idea about who is God, what are people like, and how do people and God relate. This is the way the Bible Bard works. Brief recitations, closely focused, no distractions, no rabbit trails. Send the Bible Bard any questions or remarks you care to offer to BibleBardUS at gmail.com. Glad to hear from you. Thanks in advance for following and sharing content from the Bible Bard community. Thanks for listening.